today with Amy Belair. Amy is a cosmic oracle, a seer, and a translator of multi-dimensional light codes. She is the host of the Third Eye Awakening podcast. It's one of the top podcasts in the spirituality category. It's in the top 100 and has been in the top 100 in Canada, the United States, and Australia for the past two years. She's also the author of the book, The Priestess Transmissions. Amy facilitates the expansion of human consciousness through her Akashic readings, her courses, and her mentorship programs. Amy has a Patreon, which supports the creation of the podcast, Third Eye Awakening, and she is currently um, enrolling and will be doing a rolling enrollment of her newest offering. It is a year-long program called the Heart Star Creator Incubator, and it is pretty much an all-access pass to everything that she's working on, and we talk a little bit inside this episode about why she ended up moving in this direction of pretty much having one offering where all of her channeling will happen and where it will live. Amy is a deeply devoted mother, a Scorpio, and she is an oracular online business management client of goddess support for the last 18 months. She is actually my longest Um, client relationship. And I love her so much. I love supporting her business deeply. So the oracular online business management is goddess supports highest tier offering. It is full level support, very high level support. It comes with mentorship from me as, as your coach, as your consultant, and as the OBM, I am the leader of the team of every team member of goddess support has their own role. And it is my job to listen to the desires of the client, what they want to do, what they want to create. And I turn around to the team and we implement. So it's a really beautiful offering. It is very done for you. Now, of course, it is still Amy's business. So there are pieces of what we do that have to involve her, obviously. But one of the things that I am the most proud of my relationship with Amy is that she has a very limited time. She has an 18 month old um, and I was was her uh, OBM when she just gave birth to her son and she has a young daughter as well. And she's a busy mom. And there have been a lot of times, especially right after her son was born, where I didn't hear from Amy for a while and we would still run the business. And I am really proud to say that she has held steady at a minimum. And this is the bare minimum of $10,000 a month and many, many, many $20,000 months, um, especially this past year in 2022. And nothing 
gives me more joy than to be a part of facilitating that for a goddess entrepreneur who is a devoted mother and a, and a channel. My goal is I just want my goddesses to be able to show up and be the channel, to be the talent, really. That's the whole point of goddess support. And so she is just such a beautiful being and I'm beyond honored to have her come on the show today. So I really hope that you enjoy the interview. And just a few notes about the episode, my cat Isis was very angry at me while I was recording this episode. I did my best to edit out all of her sound and I think it did a pretty good job, but there's a few times where you can definitely hear her collar jingling and jangling, and it was just because we were speaking, and there was really no way to edit it out without losing part of the conversation, but I was able to get out um, most of the loud sounds because Amy and I would simply pause while she was making sound, and then I was able to edit it out, so Um, My cat was angry at me because I hadn't fed her breakfast yet, and that was unacceptable to her. And so she was throwing a temper tantrum. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to warn you about that. You might hear the jingling of her collar a few times, but other than that, this is a really beautiful episode. We get into a lot of really um, juicy topics when it comes to being an oracle with a business that's your spiritual devotion and also the the industry that you're kind of placed in, which is the coaching industry, which it, that's the online space that we tend to be in. That's what most online businesses are based around and really having the discernment to remain in your oracle and not really falter into thinking that you want um, like a regular coaching model. Now we do speak about all the nuances of that. And obviously everybody's different. You may want to follow that model in some capacity. And, and Amy does, there were not, it's no hate on it at all. All I'm, all all I want to preface is that we talk about it. Okay. Because it can be something that happens when you enter into, um, the, the online business industry, is you're going to see what a lot of other people are doing and what a lot, of, a lot of people are being successful with. And you might think, oh, that'll work for me. Let me just try that. And as I was saying in episode three, you might spin your wheels. If all you're doing is taking superficial action in your business, you really want to stay in devotion to your soul mission. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to Goddess Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Madi Grace Theory, and I'm so thrilled today to be with Amy Belair. She's a dear sister and client of mine who I really admire and really adore. And I'm super grateful that you're here today, Amy. Thank you so much for being here and being the, the open channel to give us some wisdom about having a business that is a spiritual devotion. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. As I've mentioned in a lot of these earlier episodes, the definition of a goddess entrepreneur is someone who really sees their business as a devotion to their soul mission, as a way to serve the collective. And one of the things that I love about you, Amy, is that you really see your business as a ministry. So I was wondering if you could talk about that of how how to really 
feel that motivation to serve people and also through this way getting to serve your life your family and what does that look like for you Mm -hmm. yeah well it's fun because you get to listen to my like long rambling inner monologue of working through the tension as i perceive it anyway between business and ministry or like business and, and spiritual devotion exactly but in a perfect realm, we would all have our needs met so differently so that I feel like I could be completely just free flowing. Like my dream is to just let my channel flow without having to like, I feel like a lot of the times filtering it through a business feels a little bit jerky for me. Like I just want to let the floodgates open and all the stuff just pour out, but it does need channels to move into, you know, like it needs an organization and a structure to help it actually land. And so I would love to just be able to like speak to the people. One of my youngest, one of my earliest sort of soul mission visions that I had was when I was a little girl, I would imagine speaking to huge crowds. And I didn't know, I didn't know the word word channeling. I had no idea, but I, I intuitively understood that the words were coming from God basically. And they were, you know, being placed in my heart and placed on my lips and they were just moving out of me and that they would move the people, the Mm -hmm. crowds of people to, stop fighting and look at, you know, the weapons in their hands and be like, what are we doing? And put them all down. And so in, there's still this little girl part of me that wishes that I could, it was as simple as that, that could just show up and just let it all pour out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does have to nourish my life. There's a big energetic, I'll say cost, because it's the only word coming to mind, but it's not quite the right word, but um, it, it, takes energy to tap into those higher fields. It takes energy to make myself available to receive that and to let it pour out. And then not to mention the actual like practicalities of um, like having a Zoom account and a website and, you know, having the time to figure out social media and post on social media and have a podcast and have an editor and all those things like how are the people going to hear anything that is being put in my heart by God if I don't funnel it through those greedy sort of structures? And those all require time and assistance and um, money in order to maintain. So it is a constant dance I'm doing, I would say, between recentering the spiritual devotion piece, but also believing that not only do those expenses get to be covered by what I do, but I, I also get to thrive. I also get to be in a state of surplus and overflow because we know that we serve best out of a state of overflow. Truly. Mm-hmm. It, don't serve well when we're having to scrape the bottom of our own barrel to serve others. We serve best when literally our cup overfloweth and everybody's being nourished by that overflow. Mm -hmm. And I believe that my family gets to thrive and that all the people that come into my world get to thrive. And yet it's a constant, it's constant mindset work, constant, you know, noticing limiting beliefs and working through them. But the sort of central thing that came to me in 2022 that I'm still 
perfecting. I definitely didn't master it in 2022 is that I desired for my life to be sculpted into a living prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I keep coming back to when I want to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. As you're talking about the cup overflowing and living from that state of overflow to me, the image that comes into my mind immediately is of the goddess just in overflow of really serving everyone but she is not scrawny and disheveled she looks amazing you know she's also very well served so i thank you for sharing that and in our businesses that are spiritual devotions we really get to be taken care of there was something else that you just said that i wanted to to riff off of that what i really wanted to, to mention is that you know it's a it's an experiment and sometimes when we look outward in especially in entrepreneurship as we look outward and we see okay there's someone who kind of does something some a little bit like me maybe i'll try it that way and then there's this beautiful woman over here she's doing something pretty cool that looks interesting maybe i could do things that way and so i know that there's been a lot of experimentation in the the life of your business and since I am on the inside, I have that little insider scoop that that desire that you're expressing about just wanting to be the channel and having the space and having the package. Like I'd say in 2022 and 2021, it was a lot of, this is the container, this is the the place you would feel information coming through, then you would set up the place to to channel that, but obviously behind a paywall. And so everything became in their own neat little packages, their neat courses, their neat programs, but it still wasn't quite serving your full desire, which is just, I'm the channel, I am an oracle, I just want to have the place where I can come in and, you know, talk to the people. And so that's really what we're working on and designing right now is how do you just get to do that? And we don't always have to have it tied up in a pretty little bow and it can still have that container. You still can get the overflow and the income that came from the pretty packaging. But at the end of the day, it's just coming through in a new way that obviously I think we're both really hopeful is going to break off the chains of, oh, this is happening. Because I think that was another thing happening is that you would have a few different containers going on at the same time and you're like i'm saying the same thing to both of them and what's the deal you know and so now it's like okay let's have one thing obviously everyone's going to have their own style their own unique way that the information wants to come through and what we've discovered is that your people they just want to be with you they do just want to in a sense come to the church and hear the, the the sermon and that's that's what they want and so even as your desire is reflected in how they're actually responding like your energy is what's creating their response and so these little package program not little they're they're honestly all incredible by the way everyone they're amazing courses and programs but putting them into these packages the response has been well i just want to be with you amy right yeah the pre-recorded stuff is great it's valuable information but can we can we just hang out on zoom like (laughs) that's what that's what everybody seems to want and so as you build your business as we build your business it's really listening to that not just oh what the people want 
but seeing how they're actually really reflecting what's possible and what's already showing up in your desire. And so we're going to tweak it. We're going to pivot and make some changes to the business plan and the way things operate. And I'm really excited about that. So yeah, just wondering if you want to talk a little bit more about the different things you've experimented with in your goddess entrepreneurship journey and anything in relation to seeing your business as a devotion, but also being open to experimenting and what would be some either positive advice or something for another goddess entrepreneur to hear from you. Yeah. I'd love to share that. I've been reflecting a lot on this lately because right now, a lot of what I'm doing is going back and learning foundational things that I did not learn when I started my business. So I'm a very right-brained person. And I'm also, I'm not a perfectionist, which I really like that about myself because I believe that messy action is better than no action, at least for me. And so I just don't require perfection of myself in order to move forward. And that's been amazing. And it's helped me to get you know, like a few years, I I guess I officially started my business in 2019. So it's helped me to get a few years into my business. But at this point, I'm kind of like, well, I would really like some wonderful divine masculine structure that feels like the right. It's like, I'm looking for the right divine masculine partner, you know, (laughs) the one that can hold me and my energy. And so the way that I worked, like, I went, I started in 2019 doing readings. That that was it. And I started a podcast. And then in 2020, I similarly carried on doing readings. I started to create um, packages because I noticed that I really enjoyed going deeper with people. Like I loved it when people rebooked because we, we get so far, first of all, in one single Akashic session, we would get a lot of information, but I would always think about them after. I would wonder how they're doing. And, you know, I just would wish that there were more sessions. And so I created some packages and, you know, it it just takes time to get traction, to get noticed online, to continually be able to book out your openings. So 2020 was just holding the faith (laughs) and and getting booking sometimes and sometimes having crickets. Uh, And then in 2021, all of a sudden, I got onto a podcast that I really enjoyed a big show with a big audience. And suddenly I was getting booked out all the time and I was doing single sessions and really spinning my wheels. And I started creating courses technically in 2020, but they would get like four people or six people signed up, right? Like not a lot of people in 2021, there were more people signing up for my courses and that really seemed to work. But then I had a baby in 2021. I had my, technically my fourth baby, my third living baby. And a lot, you know, as it does, a lot shifted in my life after having that baby where I couldn't really hold those courses in the same way. And it really changed the way I channeled too. It just felt like all of a sudden it was just all the information coming in all the time. Like that shifted during my pregnancy with him. So in 2022, what we were working on um, with goddess support and like helping me with my business was we were trying to figure out how do we package these things up 
Do we, do we package them in bite-sized pieces? Do I start a membership? Do I just focus on privately? And, and I'm a manifesting generator. So I get a million ideas. And does that mean everyone is the one to stick with? No, but sometimes we don't know until we try it. So it's felt like a lot of experimentation. And by the end of 2022, I was like, I think I need to quit and just like get a job as a cleaning lady. I don't think I could do this anymore. <laughs> and, and Maddie was so like, as she always is like, just like chill and receptive. And like, I hear you and just tell me more about how you're feeling. And what came through was just this feeling of like, I can't sell. I, I can't sell individual bite-sized pieces anymore. It just feels like there's a floodgate and I just need to open the floodgate and I need to let it all pour out. And I need to trust that exactly what we found is a lot of people just wanted to, they just, they just wanted it all. Like there were people who stuck with me for nine months last year of just wanting an all access pass to everything that I was doing. They're like, I don't care what you call it. I don't care what the branding is. I don't care. I don't, I don't even care what you're talking about. I just want to be in on it. And they would show up for almost all of the calls. It, it was really eye-opening for me. And so now we're shifting into um, one year long program with different points of entry that I have structured into like 12, like each month has a theme. And so there is structure to what wants to channel through, but it's kind of like the hugeness of the message has a huge container to land in. And we don't have to worry about constantly coming up with new graphics or taglines or titles or marketing plans or dates on the calendar, whatever. We just get to keep, you know, inviting people into this one place where it's all landing, like just inviting them to church to listen to the sermon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That feels so good. All of a sudden, as soon as we got to that, like all of my resistance to my business just melted away and was replaced by excitement. So I think it is a very promising place to, it, it feels like it holds a lot of promise, but the advice I would give to anyone who's just starting, or at least that I would give to my, you know, myself from a few years ago is, and I think this is what your goddess status course is about, but I, I really wish I had taken a foundations, like how to create an online business course, like mm-hmm. all the actual masculine structure parts of a business. I, I mean, I made a logo and I had, you know, I had a website, like I had some of those things, but I didn't understand how important it is to have that structure in place because I didn't have that, it felt like I was just continuously throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping it would stick all the time, every month, month after month. And even though, you know, my business is doing like very well, and you would think I would be out of that month to month hustle feeling, I really wasn't because it was like, we have to reinvent the wheel every month or that's kind of how I felt. So that's my, that's my advice. I I really think that going to like some kind of business school that is designed for women who have spiritual businesses to give them that divine masculine foundation and structure is mm-hmm. a good move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important. And as an online business manager and someone who sees behind the scenes of a lot of different women's businesses, whether they are my client or they've applied to become my client, a lot of people are riding the hot mess express. <laughs> yes. 
and the, <laughs> and don't really have the foundations in place. And a lot of the time when they finally get to that place where they want to, they, they're like, I need this, somebody help me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've described it this way before, but it's, it's, they come to me and it's kind of like that balled up wires and cords behind your entertainment center and they want to hand it to me and be like please untangle this please fix this like and then i'm looking at it and i'm like this is not even plugged into anything what is this doing here and then you know all all kinds of there's a kink in this one da, da, da. and and honestly I, I have to be really motivated to do that at this point <laughs> so that's why i'm trying i'm spreading the word please ground your business in the yeah. 3d and that's actually the name of the bundle that's coming out at oh the that's amazing ground your oh, business in the 3d that's so fortuitous because like literally we just hit record like we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about before we started so this is like i literally had no idea that you are having an offering of yeah. that name but it's, it's truly my experience. I feel like I've been riding the hot mess express. And I mean, when you throw a baby in there and then I moved and had an autoimmune flare up, like there was a lot of other stuff that prolonged that hot mess state, um, that, you know, won't necessarily apply to everybody, but I, I definitely looking back, I'm, I'm realizing, yeah, I just didn't, it was not grounded properly in the 3d and I also feel like for, from a financial standpoint, kind of like my business container, the whole entire container of my business has been like a spaghetti strainer. I don't know why I'm using spaghetti analogies. I, I love your analogies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like there's holes everywhere and the, it, it's just leaking everywhere, like leaking um, my time, probably leaking your guys' time. Like you got to support the team. Um, leaking, I'm sure it's leaking clients, leaking money, uh, because there, I didn't have those foundations in place. And we're kind of trying to play catch up with the available bandwidth that I have given, I have an 18 month old that still wakes up every two hours and literally slept with me in a rocking chair all night last night. <laughs> um, so we're trying to play catch up and it would have just been so much easier if I had had those essential structures in place and been able to build up from there. Mm. Like I'm really appreciating now why people have things like five-year plans. And I have experience writing a business plan, but I think for me at the time, like I just, I felt like I, you know what? I took some like surface level business foundations courses and thought that was enough because I just didn't know any difference. So it would talk about like, what do you, what kind of offer and what is your pricing? And it, it was almost a little bit like, like a bit of a cookie cutter sort of, um, you know, like the One model is like, it's all, yeah, a little, but they didn't present it that way, but it was, it, there were no other options presented. So it was like single sessions, um, coaching or online courses. And it's like, you know, the fun part, like pick your colors, like make your logo. And <laughs> there wasn't really anything about the more boring, but very, very important. Um, yeah. Deeply grounded aspects. Mm -hmm. And I call it the unsexy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's unsexy, but it's in the same way that, 
you know, for when we're in we're tw- our twenties, we're, we're all hot and horny for the bad guy, you know, <laughs> with like with the wounds and we want to, I don't know. I was anyway, want to like, I want to help him. I see all of his potential. When, 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 when now, like my husband turns the dishwasher on every night before he goes to bed, <laughs> he takes care of the garbage. He gets the oil changed on the vehicles and like, that is extremely sexy for me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. I hear you. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. So I feel like this is, well, actually, before I get into that, I, I, I hope that you feel supported by me and the team. Of course and, I, I <laughs> and I, I guess I kind of wonder you know, what do you think would have happened to your business without goddess support after, after William debuted? <laughs> hmm. Let me actually think about that. Go I don't have to go too deep into it, but. I think I would have been stuck. I, I still don't think I would ever truly pull the plug. And I think that's a very normal, from what I gather anyway, in conversations with other spiritual online entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs of any type. It's like to regularly hit sort of like a growth, a growth path. Yeah. And where you're just like, I just want to like give up and, and you just have to keep powering through it. But I thought yesterday, (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, I don't think I would have given up, but I think I would have been, you know, like I would still just be churning out low cost readings and depleting myself horribly. And just like, I wouldn't have gotten farther than the podcast and, um, and doing readings because I didn't even have, when I started working with you, I only just had hired somebody to help me build my website. I didn't even have a website. So I didn't have anywhere for my courses to live permanently. Mm-hmm. You know, there was so much, I was exhausting myself with the back end work of just as an example, sending everybody their recordings after their readings and following up on, you know, customer inquiries, client inquiries, podcast listener inquiries is a lot. And now you don't have to do any of that. I know it's great. (laughs) I love that. But I, I love that. I mean, that's literally why I created goddess support is because you are the channel. If you're doing bullshit, you know, the grit, the grunt work, how are you going to have that space to be the channel and pull down the information? That's why it's so, I mean, it's, it's why my work is so important to me is so that you just get to show up and be the channel. That's, Mm -hmm. that's ideal because that's how we can get the best quality information that the people need. I've Mm -hmm. seen the power of your work and the people that you've helped and people who stay in your world for a long time, their, their lives change. I mean, you are, I think that almost everyone you touch their life changes. And I've obviously, I've told you this before, but I've looked at your, you know, your human design chart and you have a, a very mutative quality to you. It's, there's mutation mutation occurs when people meet you. You say this one thing that changes the entire course of their life, or you give them that piece of information that gives them closure from something from the past. That's how you you help people and it's beautiful. And so 
I want you to be in your power in that space and not replying to all the millions of people that are wanting you to come on their podcast or to come be on your podcast, (laughs) right? Like those people do not need your time. Yeah. So anyways, we love supporting you, obviously. Um, But yeah, I, I think one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today, which I think this is also a perfect segue, is how as an oracle, as, you know, being in a healing field, in a in a more devotional field, how that was, hmm, I'm trying to think of the right word. I don't want to say hijacked, but how just what you've seen in the coaching industry has kind of torqued, you know, and made you make different decisions that maybe weren't actually correct for you or just do you understand what i'm asking it's like okay we see so much going on in the coaching industry we see people making so much money and they're doing all of these things and they have all their scalable offers and and it's empowering and it's and it's powerful but then we kind of get sucked in and we think that that's how we're supposed to operate as goddess entrepreneurs and i'm not i'm not saying that you can't operate in that way but uh there is there is power in having discernment as to whether that's the right path, right? And I know that you've kind of been down that path of seeing what people are doing in the coaching industry and kind of operating on that coaching model and then realizing, hmm, I don't actually like that or that's actually not how I'm supposed to serve. Can Mm -hmm. Can you riff about your experience with that? Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, I feel like I didn't, I didn't even know what coaches were, honestly, um, until I decided to start this business. And then I came across somebody who was an online coach for people wanting to start businesses. And I worked with her and she was um, great. So there's no, um, no hard feelings about her, but what it did was it put me in the coaching. Like, that's all I could see after Mm -hmm. that. Like you learn, you just get introduced to other coaches through your coach and the whole coaching world. And, Um, it's not really the same as being an Oracle, although it's, or a healer or whatever there, the, the differences, there's a lot of overlap, but there are important differences and they're very nuanced and it's hard to feel where they are. Um, at least it was for me. And so when I say that I built for everybody, what those nuances are different for everybody. Yeah. Like there's, there might be pieces from the coaching industry that works for an Oracle or a healer for sure. But then there's also things that you got to really take a look at and say, okay, do I actually want this? Or do I think that I want this because this is how I'm seeing other people do it? Totally. And that's what, that's what happened to me was like, I'm seeing other people do it. So it makes me think that I want it because of course it sounds great. Like, like this summer, we both had fall on our radar in a bigger way than before. Somebody who was making multiple, like, well, um, like had a million dollar month, right? But was making like, like seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollar months as a standard, and then hit um, a million, like one point two million dollar month this past year. Just coaching, just coaching. And so you see that. And of course your brain is like, I want that because we all carry such deep money wounds that what, what, what we really actually want 
I think is like the license to be in our authenticity and to do business um, in our own way and to have, you know, the, the impact that it's like our ego translates it in these ways, like big impact, big audience, big numbers, big money. And really what we want is to have the impact that our soul incarnated to have. Right. But there's just that schism between the way our ego interprets it and the way our soul actually feels about it. And so at least for me, what happened was for, it was probably only like two months at the most, but I almost drove myself crazy in that span of two months uh, of trying to align myself with a model that works in the coaching industry that I then eventually had to realize does not actually work for me, but not that I have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like you said, there are pieces that I can keep that work for me, but kind of what I think is that some people, like I'm not throwing any shade at that person who's making, you know, over a million dollars a month. Good for her. Well done. I believe that's in her blueprint like her soul, you know, that's part of what she came to do. Part of her Dharma is to figure out money um, and work in a way that allows her to do work that feels very authentic to her and be richly, richly rewarded so that she can show us all and be an example, an embodied example of like, that there are no actual ceilings. The ceilings are all glass and if it is for us, we get to break them, but that doesn't mean we all have to make a million dollars a month. Maybe our glass ceiling is a 10K month. Maybe our glass ceiling is a 50K month. Maybe our glass ceiling is a 5K month. It doesn't, you know, whatever. It's different for every person. And I think that some people, that is their dharma and that is part of what they're here to do. And I, I don't know, for me, it had to be like a trial and error thing where I figured out like, oh, that can't be my motivation. Like my motivation absolutely has to be to be a living prayer. It's like, I just have to, it's like, I have to be in service to God and the goddess. I have to, if that's not the number one main thing that I'm doing, then everything else just feels like a hollow kind of, um, or like a lifeless Xerox of what my soul actually is meant to be. It's just this weird, slightly distorted, like Photoshopped copy, you know, it just, it's not the real thing. Yeah. And of course, a million dollars in a month sounds really sexy and it sounds really appealing, but so does $300,000 in one year. That's Mm -hmm. also incredibly nourishing and fulfilling and you know, so I talk to a lot of my clients about climbing that ladder of believability. And so when we, yeah, we can learn things from that person who's reaching those levels, but we also have to climb like, what do we believe is possible for us? And also what amount of money are we going to actually be able to hold, not just in the, in a logical sense, but literally in our nervous system. Like a lot, I think if somebody were to, like somebody could, for example, make a million dollars in a month and then the next month just completely come crashing down because they don't actually know how to hold it. And so I think that that's part of the draw of what pulls people in and kind of 
almost you get put into a trance of of this this is what I want this is what I need to be doing and one of the things that I um, was talking about on last week's episode was making superficial like taking superficial action in your business when you don't have it grounded in your spiritual devotion is gonna feel like spinning your wheels and even if you meet success to some amount with it you're gonna come crashing back down and you're gonna eventually be like fuck this i don't want to do this anymore i just want to go back to my devotionals and to serving people even if it's only five people you know so yes mm. and and also i want to say too like I'm also not suggesting that the person um, that we're talking about that, and there are multiple examples, right? Which is why I'm not yeah, bothering a lot. to name name. There are a lot of people who are absolutely killing it financially every month. I'm not suggesting that their primary motivation isn't their relationship to being of service to like spirit or God or um, the goddess, like whatever resonates with them. I'm just saying that for me, when I tried to, emulate what they were doing, I could feel I was off course. And like, I had to return and just sort of almost like, it feels like, yeah, like a surrender to, to goddess and God, and just be like, what you have for me. I believe that I, I believe that I am so loved and there is an abundant amount of provision that is for me at all times. And I, it doesn't, I don't need to aim for more because somebody else is getting more, but I can also receive more organically and authentically as I continue along my path, if that makes sense. And then I'll also say too, that I made them the kind of mistake. I mean, it was an important learning mistake, but I went in the opposite direction as well, where I looked at that. It was before, <laughs> before I got my eyes on, on that person with all the money, but there was another thing that made me think like, oh, maybe I have to go in the direction of charging lower prices. And so I I dropped my prices and had something that I ran fill up really quickly. And I was doing it because I saw somebody else who, you know, was doing well and had her spots filled up at a lower price. And I was like, maybe that's just what I have to do. And maybe this is all toxic and blah, 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 blah. Throwing spaghetti at the walls, hoping it would stick. And so that offering filled up and everybody was really happy. But then basically I cocklocked myself for the next two months. I couldn't make any more money because all of my time was allotted for and I actually needed more money. So it wasn't just about me being like, I always have to, you know, like rise to the next level and, and crush it and meet my next, you know, income goal. It, it was just like, I couldn't make more money and I needed more money for my family, for our bills, all that kind of stuff. So it kind of went in both directions for me. It's not just simply aiming higher. It was also like dropping down lower because I was looking at what somebody else was doing. So it was an interesting year for me of learning that it's also not that I have to stop looking at other people, but just to, yeah, like you said, when you asked me this question in the first place, like, deepen my discernment and really, really pause and give myself lots of time to check in and see how it like feels in my body. And then also think it through sort of like logically, structurally, how it's going to work out for my business and my expenses and my needs so that I can be in that state of overflow. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I see it all the time. We just really, instead of looking at what we want to do and what we're feeling into, we the moment we get the intuitive download of this is what needs to happen, this is how it needs to be priced maybe, and all that comes through, and then we look outward. And that's where the doubt maybe creeps in and we make a different choice where we didn't actually project how far into the future that choice was going to affect us, whether it's energetically or monetarily, and sometimes it's both. So yeah, it's really, it's really powerful to do a lot of checking in and, and really asking yourself, okay, what's mine? What is really mine? And I think it's, I mean, it's obviously because I know what's going on in your business right now. We were just talking about, you were just talking about this. So this is what you want to help people with. And it's not just related to business and entrepreneurship. It's related to, okay, you're a human being walking on planet earth and you have all these, you have these desires, you have these things, but are they really yours? Or has your mind been hijacked or how have you been programmed? And I, I think it's funny there, that there's this parallel going on right now and that you're, we are kind of that it, it, in your desire to be the living prayer and to be the oracle. It's like these deep soul lessons have come through you and now in, in the embodiment of them, you're turning around and, and going to help other people too, right? Do you see that? Yeah, no, I totally do. It's not lost on me at all. I'm, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like really... Even though last year was felt so hectic, the last year has felt so hectic and really um, like as, yeah, the hot mess express. And I'm definitely ready for a much chiller ride. I, I also feel like it was necessary to bring up a lot of the programming that was in my nervous system and to really appreciate how we do have a desire. We do have a vision. I believe we each have an authentic vision for our lives. And some of us, we feel like we can't see it. Um, but everybody has a vision, but it has been hijacked. And there are a lot of layers of false matrix programming. And then there's also kind of the way that we play into it ourselves and create our own hijacking. Um, and all of that contributes to a confusion where we can't even really see our own vision with clarity. So then how can we possibly manifest it when we are, that I think is our greatest gift is that we are creators we are creator beings. We've been been given the creator, the creator spark mm -hmm. by our creator. So we're like mini creators, and we're we're meant to create something really beautiful. We're kind of creating a lot of messiness, but I believe we're in the process of reclaiming that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, and part of the reason why we're creating a lot of messiness is because our attention is not really on that present moment. And so we don't have the clear vision. We're distracted by either someone else's vision or we're distracted by something we've been programmed or that we saw on social media that we now think we want. And that's what's taking that creator spark away. And so we're less participating with the universe. We're less, mm -hmm. you know, really co-creating with the divine we're we're instead we're really just kind of playing out what we were programmed to do like an npc and but we can yeah. we can take it back at any moment 
but guess what? It's going to take some effort. Exactly. Exactly that. That might be some fun uh, lingo for your new program. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Don't be an NPC. (laughs) You're right. Uh, That has to go into the marketing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously, it's, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. So, yeah, I, I know that you have to go. So you have another meeting right after this, but I love you so much. And I just want to thank you for coming on and offering your wisdom to the goddess entrepreneurs who are listening to the show, which probably right now, not that many, I think there's 20 of you, (laughs) Uh, like 20 downloads on the podcast so far, but that'll be growing in the future. And I always want people to be able to find you and know exactly who you are. Because when I say all these things about Amy, by the way, of being being this person who changes people's lives, I I say that because that's, that literally happened to me. I did an Akashic reading with Amy and actually we've done a few now and they're always so eye-opening and life-affirming that just feel so empowered to do the thing. You know, maybe you've questioned, you're like, should I do this thing? And then you kind of get the clarity of who you are or where you come from or what your trajectory could could be or whatever. And and you just feel like, okay, yeah, like I'm, I can do it. And, you know, that's a lot of the, what we were just talking about with the discernment. But when we're being bombarded with so many things every day, it's, it's kind of, it can be hard to know exactly what's yours. And so I think a lot of us are programmed to doubt like our actual intuition and our actual internal monologue of what we want and what we desire. And we're like, like you said, it's hijacked. So I just, I'm super grateful for you because the entrance of you into my life has spun a completely new timeline. And I'm enjoying this timeline. (laughs) Very, very much. (laughs) And I love having you in my life. And I, I love, you know, getting to be your sounding board and, and your friend and your sister and your mentor, whatever I need to be that day. I love getting to be there for you and to support you and your business. And I just love you so much. (laughs) I love you too, Mari. And I love working with you. And I'm just so, I thank the goddess for bringing you into my life. Truly. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next time on the next episode. You'll have to come on again. Yes, absolutely. Maybe have a deeper, longer chat next time. Yeah, we should. All right. right. Bye. Bye.